Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Harvey. My name is Steve. My name is Sean. And I'm Thomas Shoma. All right. This week we have a review of uh, The Week Of, directed by Robert Smeagol, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's a um, Adam Sandler project. It's uh, pretty That's interesting. I like how we make it sound like it's like a, like a piece of art. It's like his, like his new oh. project. It's a Happy okay, Madison production. I mean, come on. I mean, let's not knock it yet. We've also <laughs> got a topic for you guys this week. The topic, I believe, is... Uh, three characters that you would like involved in your wedding in some to some degree or yeah to attend your wedding we were gonna do like uh three groomsmen that we would pick but i think we're gonna keep it unisex so you know the ladies can, can participate in this topic as well not that there's any ladies on this show you know yeah so how three funny, characters how funny like if it. none of us picked a lady <laughs> <laughs> we'll that's see. probably gonna happen maybe we'll yeah. see maybe yeah but uh so how's everyone's week I think it's uh, only fitting that Shoma go first. Yeah. It's Cinco de Mayo. Um, yeah, so let the white guy go first. All right. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's why. Sure, yeah. Uh, my week, let's see. Uh, yeah, not too much going on. Uh, worked on two different films, like productions, as a PA. So that was a good experience, getting some some uh, experience in, some stuff on the old resume there. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I've just been... Uh, Hacking away at life, you know what I'm saying? Went saw a couple movies. Um, yeah. Don't have much to say. Don't have much to bring to uh, the show this week. Okay. I mean, I'm sure you have a lot to bring to the show outside of the things that are happening in your personal yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, like, my personal life is just uh, nothing Nothing happened. My room is really hot. Um, I got to get another AC unit. It broke on you? No, I have one in the living room, but it doesn't quite reach my room at the temperature I like. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little one in the in the room. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm from Florida. I don't I don't know what it's like to have a fucking window unit. You know, like. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> and you don't at this apartment. You guys are lucky, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got lucky. Our, last our uh, first apartment, we didn't invest in any. Remember that? Yeah. You guys had these. That's, uh, not, that's not no, true. We, we had we, uh, we, we had, had fans. The basement, we had right. fans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we we got along okay, I think. Yeah, I, I like. I'm like a sweet spot. It's got to be perfect. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't just fall asleep in any old temperature. I mean, yeah, I understand that. Uh, how about you, Sean? I see you got a, a new mustache going. Yeah, I had a moment of uh, clarity this mo- this morning, and I realized my beard was adding like five pounds to my face, and it was hot. I was sweating. Oh yeah, I was gonna mention that. Right, it looked like I was like fat. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up, yeah. but I just never did. So, just uh, relax. Trimmed it down. I know, uh, Shomo in the group chat, you were thinking about growing out your beard. Yeah, I, I just kind of want to. I, I kind of miss it. See, I always have a beard, but uh, I wanted to switch it up for the summer and go back to my boyish good looks. And um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. I shaved my uh, face. Okay. That's you, you didn't have a mustache when you were a boy, though. You, you didn't have this. I started growing. I started growing my mustache when I was thirteen. <laughs> I actually, I'm, I'm with you. My yeah. mustache is the first. My thing barber to come. used to like uh, line it up for me oh, yeah, when like I was a the, kid. Oh like a pencil, like the pencil, yeah. <laughs> I honestly didn't get any facial. I had a mustache all through high school. Same and here. Then, and then I didn't have anything else in high school. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that was my week. Must okay. be nice, man. I okay. can't go facial here. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
You just rock the mustache. Yeah, no, that's not who I am, though. Okay. Yeah, I just realized okay, that. Okay. Steve, how was your week? No, yeah, week was good. Worked a lot. Was on a cool shoot. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like same old, same old right now. The office, a lot of like a lot of productions coming in and out. But I was able to do a really cool shoot the other night where we were just like driving around Manhattan with a car mount strapped to the hood. Not even the hood. Nice. I would say more the window. What kind of car? Uh, it's a Nissan. Oh, really? Nissan Sentra. Were you guys shooting the car? No, we were filming. Like, so the camera was mounted on the front window mm-hmm. and it was pointing forward. Oh, I see. So we were just getting a lot of like street. Mm-hmm. So we had like two cameras set up like that. I couldn't see. And the uh, weirdest thing is, I'm driving by, I'm driving around, and there's just like cops driving by, and they, they just like pull, they'll go really slow, look over, and then just keep going. And I'm like, I'm surprised no one's pulled me over yet. Because oh, I'm pretty you, sure. You were the one driving. Oh, yeah. And I'm, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's very illegal to do that, especially if it's like blocking your vision. Did you go over any bridges? Yeah, I went over bridges. We went to, uh, we went to Jersey to get like a really nice shot of the Holland Tunnel, okay. like zooming through. Uh, it's going to be like a hyperlapse thing. You know, for like one of our projects. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's gonna it's gonna look really cool. I mean, basically stayed all night driving, so I'm still kind of tired from that. So I mean, other than that, nothing else. How about you guys? Um. Well, my week was okay. Just worked mostly. Um. <coughs> yeah, I finished the uh, screenwriting competition since the last time we recorded, so I submitted that. And um, how do you feel about it? I feel pretty good about it actually um i i kind of worked like two and a half two and a half drafts so yeah i think it's pretty solid now it was a coherent story <laughs> but um yeah i'm excited to uh find out find out how i did so i yeah. uh i read last year's uh winner like the 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 number one spot yeah. script it was incredible yeah. it was actually sci-fi as well I would imagine so. Um, there are a lot of actually like uh, industry professionals that enter enter these competitions. So not yeah. fair. And they're yeah. the ones who are usually winning. Yeah. So there's no surprise. Well, you pick on someone your own size, you fucking assholes. Wow. Yeah, they they literally because there's no like criteria to enter. So no. like anyone that's never even written a screenplay can enter, as long as they pay that fee. It's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. But it's good, man. It hones your skills. But the whole point of it is that they give yeah. you actual uh, feedback. Yeah. Like per, like they actually read every line of your script and. You know, like tell you where your your weak spots were, where we're strong, what they did actually like. So it was cool. Yeah, yeah that, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, that when, is helpful. When yeah. I was doing the forty eight hour film festivals, they don't give a fuck. They they don't tell you anything. They, they, they just uh, they just judge them. And, honestly, uh, those are like more of a rat race than like. Honestly, I, I love doing those, but you, not a lot of art is being made. You know, whereas mm-hmm. with the screenwriting challenge, you get a whole week and like they give you feedback. You know. Well, they, they boil it down to, uh, after the first heat. So the first heat, you get four days. The second one, you get two. Last one, you just get 24 hours. Yeah. Do you have to write multiple scripts? Well, if you move on from like your, your heat. So then you have to write another script? Yeah, it's a new yeah. script every, wow. every, yeah. every round. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. When, when are the results in? A couple months, right? It takes uh, a it's while. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like next month. Yeah. It's like June 12th or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, enough of that. Um, I believe... Steve owes us a movie last week. He was assigned Don't Breathe. I, I believe he watched it at a very reasonable time during the week or something like that. Yeah, I watched it maybe five minutes ago. Okay. That's offensive. Uh, I, uh, that just and, means you don't care about us. Well, yeah, <laughs> basically. 
so yeah, let's. I guess we can talk about "Don't Breathe." Uh, let's do that. Uh, are we gonna put a transition slide and then go into my review? Yeah, we never do that, but uh, I kind of want us. To sure, do that, insert yeah. here. You know, <laughs> insert here. If, if you're listening, you think that's a good idea? Let us know. It's it's definitely possible. We can figure something out. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I kind of feel bad because I forced Tom to pick, give me this choice in a way. Because you're gonna give me something else, I'm like, I'm like, no, please give me "Don't Breathe." So I was kind of hoping. Um, is that how it went down? I don't know. I remember like I was oh, one kinda, of these guys. I uh, I did. I saw it. I was like, oh, you should give him that. Well, was it one of those? I feel like I I heard that and I was like, oh man, such a good choice because I haven't watched this movie and I've been wanting to. Yeah. Uh, so let me get started. Uh, "Don't Breathe." Uh, directed by I don't know how to pronounce this director's first name. Fit Fiddy Alvarez. Fiddy, I guess. Uh, starring Jane Levy, Dylan Minnett, uh, let's see, Daniel Savato, and then Stephen Lang. And it's about a group of teens who break into a blind man's home thinking they'll get away with the perfect crime. Period. They're wrong. Period. That, Period. That's really? That's in the synopsis? No, but yeah. Oh, wow. It's so, uh, but I, I don't know. It's a, I, think it, I think it's a great synopsis. Like, Let me ask you something to lead yeah. off your review. Yeah. How stupid are these guys, these kids? Like a lot of the, the the early decisions they make makes no sense to me. Which ones in particular? Like the uh, not not the guy that basically we follow throughout until like you know towards the end, mm-hmm. but like the first guy who's supposed to be like the bad guy in the group. Oh yeah, he yeah his the choices he makes were very questionable, but I think it just fit his character because I'm, he he's just like he's just like a you know hoodlum. Yeah, he's a young buck. He's just trying to uh trying to get money and that's all he's thinking about. So uh yeah, so don't breathe. I was super excited to watch this. I, I watched the trailer like a couple years ago. Uh twenty sixteen is not a couple, but you know what I mean. And I was like, damn, I need to watch this. And you know, it took me this long to watch it, and guess what? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I would dare say I loved it. You I actually loved it. Yeah, I actually did because I like this director. He also did Evil Dead. I didn't know that. And Evil Dead, or the remake, I should say. And I would say it's one of my favorite like horror movie remakes in the past couple of years. I think he did a really good job, tra- like, you know, not translating what the original was, but kind of remaking it, making it a real horror movie, because he could have taken it a different route. So I, I like this director, or at least the two f- films that I've uh, seen by him. And uh, I, would, I would say it kind of starts off like a typical horror movie, you're thinking, or I would say not horror, but... You know, a couple teens, they're making really bad decisions, like you said. And at first, you're thinking, like, oh, how interesting can this be? But once they get into the house, and we start seeing that the cinematography at work, and also the sound design, and I think those are the best parts of the movie, easily. Yeah. When I watched it, I remember feeling like I couldn't get out. I, like, was, I, I, was, I felt like somebody was holding me from the back the yeah. whole way through. No, that's... Just the way they present, like, following this this character, this... The main character. Yeah, in the house, it's, like, insane. Like, just, like, all... It seems so simple because a lot of it's just kind of, like, just them panning around. Like, it doesn't seem too crazy, but it just yeah. works because of, like, how how the 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 blind... I don't even know if they said his name in the movie or they even mentioned. They probably did. Uh, how the way he just kind of lurks and stalks the areas and how the way the camera works with that is, like, a huge... Uh, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it does. It, it's it just works uh, at such like an intense level. Uh, I would say the performances were okay. I really didn't. Nothing stuck out to me. Uh, it's it's a thriller suspense. I mean, 
nothing was too crazy. But I think honestly, what really made this movie for me was the story. It was very simple, but yet it has layers to it in terms of just like, you know, the twisted turns it takes throughout the film. And uh, no, I highly recommend this to anyone who's like into thrillers. It's a good choice. I'm glad Tom was able to give me this. What was the other one you were going to give me? <laughs> I think it was Ides of March with uh, oh, okay. Cooney. And you might get it later, though. So. Damn, dude. <laughs> you expected me to look? Oh, just sorry. No, we're going back to the old rules. I was thinking, like, damn, we're going to lose today again. No, I mean, not today, but so- sometime in the future. In, in the, the show, future. Right? What yeah, did yeah. you uh, think about that uh, That twisting? Not really a twist, but the surprise th- towards the end uh, of that moment. Like I was taken oh, back a bit. I was shocked. Yeah, you know I know talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I kind of saw. I didn't see that exact thing coming, but like I knew, like there was more to it, yeah. just because it. It's like just I said, a it's a weird, re- weird way to have revenge. Yeah, it was a really weird way, but it, it kind of works, in I guess in in just mm-hmm. for the story. Uh, <laughs> there's one shot in the movie that just grossed me the fuck out, though. And I think uh, it's near the end. I think everyone knows what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's one part well, where I was I like... I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> fuck, man. I saw that, I'm like... <laughs> instantly. <laughs> talking about the bass trick? Dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess Dude, uh, that was pretty. that was pretty intense. I wasn't expecting that at all. I was just like... It was like the most instant like gag reflex I ever had. Not it just... Uh, if you, if you haven't watched it, you should definitely you need to go see it. It's on Stars right now. If you uh, have it, that's the only way I was able to watch it. Yeah. One week free trial. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Cool. Oh, so uh, yeah, could you give us a uh, star rating, please? Yeah, you guys know I don't do that anymore. All right, so four four and a half. Maybe? <laughs> I would say four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half out of five. I'm getting tired can you guys, of this. Can you guys just start rating all my movies based on like we are? That's what yeah. we're doing. No, I want you guys yeah. to keep doing this. Um, we've talked about this movie before. and um, You guys British... almost spoiled it, by the way. Did we? Yeah, you guys were almost talking about the spoil. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's hard not to. It's memorable. That is true. How did you feel about Harvey? I enjoyed it. I believe I gave it a three and a half out of five. Oh, he hated it. No, I don't think that's what that score means. But yeah, I think last time we talked about it, I said that it also reminded me of another horror um like thriller called uh late phases with uh nick dimici i really like that one as well he uh he plays a, a blind man that um has to fight a werewolf and um it's like it shows him, him oh, like preparing yeah okay. for like the next full moon it's a really good movie and it it it's a i guess it reminds me a lot of this one because you know both characters are blind but um yeah who wants to go next anyone see anything shovel yeah, I'll go, uh, sure, sure, let's get this over with. Um, so, we saw Avengers last week, and uh, that stupid fucking movie made me actually, like, trick myself into believing that I give a fuck about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, so I watched- I think you do. I think you do. I really think. I think I you don't, talk. Though. I you swear talk, God you talk I about it, but it's like those things, but I think you really I, do no, like No, I've heard other people say on, like- on reviews and stuff that this movie literally it it gets you like it it actually grabs you and, and like because i've never gave a fuck about these characters i truly haven't and um i think you love them no i don't and but this movie made me a little bit um so i went back and watched some of the ones that well, i watched one that i haven't seen yet but i was gonna go back and fill in the blanks right um yeah i haven't seen like iron man two or three and i hadn't seen uh, 
Whatever. I can't remember. But uh, I, <laughs> I haven't seen Doctor Strange, so I went and watched that. Kind of a mistake. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even want to talk about it because I have another movie. But Wait, what you said? Do- Doctor Strange. You saw it? Yeah. Oh. Not good. You got to tell us something. It's not good. It feels like a really corny, uh, like straight to DVD, uh, like kung. It almost felt like as corny as that movie Bulletproof Monk or some shit. Well, with the Sean with, 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 with Stifler. <laughs> Stifler. <laughs> we don't fucking remember his name. <laughs> Sean Williams. Sean Scott. Scott. Yeah, Sean uh, Scott. I just there's I something about this movie that was just like like Mads Mikkelsen, who I love, you know, but he, he plays this like it 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 does what all the failed Marvel. And even DC movies do, where you just like, it's just carbon copy, fucking origin story, don't give a shit about this random villain that just pops out of nowhere. And uh, that's why Avengers Infinity War worked. It it was so, like, I don't know, the stakes were so high and the, the connection to the, the villain was so good, but Doctor Strange does none of that. Uh, this movie's not good at all. I remember it being when I saw it was super generic. It's like it was just like ugh, I'm like, done. There was moments that I did like, but overall I didn't like uh, Benedict uh, Cucumber's uh, performance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean he's a good actor. That's a funny thing yeah, too. I mean, it's, just, it's whatever, but yeah, he, he. I think he was just poorly directing this. They're like. Yeah. I like I don't know. There's like I said, elements like I like the mystic arts Dude, and like the reality watching, bending. I was like, I thought I, I was know. watching Casper for a minute when they were doing that astral projection fight. I was like, this is fucking brutal. I don't remember that. He astral Damn. projected, and then someone he was fighting also astral projected, and they were having a fight as like little shiny ghosts. Well, I mean that has some basis in real science. Just stop. <laughs> Yo. Um. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we all just like looked at each other like, "What?" <laughs> that was like a little little demon inside of me going, "Shh, come on, come on, come on! Don't don't say anything. Don't, don't, yeah, come on, it's, just he's, let he's, it go. he's 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 reeling you in." <laughs> Damn it, Harvey! Uh, yeah, this movie's not good. Um, so I I'm gonna give it like two stars probably for just you know being able to watch CGI on on your TV and be bored. <laughs> Just the opportunity to do that is worth two stars, I guess. I don't know. All right. So the movie I did go to see um, is a movie I was looking forward to. Is called Disobedience. Um, you guys, you guys aware of this movie? No, tell the us about Inter- it. Rachel. You saw that too, right? That I was so mad that I didn't come up with. I that. was actually kind of upset. That was clever as shit. Yeah, someone wrote a, a review saying this was a interracial relationship. Uh, That's good. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm upset that someone. Maybe he stole it from someone though. So disobedience, right? Um, it's a uh, synopsis goes: a woman returns to the community that shunned her for her attraction to a childhood friend. Once back, their passions reignite as they explore the boundaries of faith and sexuality. Uh, if you've seen the trailers for this, um, yeah, you know, they're they're like Orthodox Jews in a way. And uh, is that what they are? Orthodox and Hasidic are different, right? Yes. Orthodox is like hardcore, but not Hasidic. I don't. Hasidic I don't know. Well, well, I know, but is the hardcore. But yeah, but Orthodox is like they're like, traditional. I'm they're assuming? traditionally. Yeah. Yeah, but they're like not like Adam Sandler Jewish, but like. <laughs> That's like yeah. a secular Jew. <laughs> secular Jew, yeah. right? So that's these, so wild. Like so so many this levels. is all. This is in Europe. You know, it's taking place in Europe, not. Not stateside. 
Um, and starring Rachel Weiss and Rachel McAdams, and we have Ellis, Alessandro Nivola, Anton Lesser, not Yelchin. You almost said Yelchin. Yeah, I almost said Yelchin. All right, uh, so, some other people, but primarily this movie is centered around two characters. Actually, three characters is kind of a trifecta. Uh, it's going to be a uh, Rachel. Would you say inter- it's a love triangle? Yeah, good, um, but not really. It's actually. <laughs> It's actually not a love triangle, but the- <laughs> what's going on? Right now? Harvey, Harvey's trying to like sneak a. Like, Sean's a over beer here doing can. some weird shit, and then Harvey's over here opening up a beer can. It's way too much going on for your review. Hot as shit in here. We need a focus. You guys are ruining. I think you're just hot because you're sick. That's who. Yeah, I'm actually not that warm, and I'm usually warm. I'll, let me get it. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk disobedience. Yeah, uh, did you like it? Jesus, man, let me talk about it. I'm gonna need Harvey's assistance here when he comes back, though. But um, wait, 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 wait. Before yeah. you get into it, yeah, I, I saw that you said uh, you had to sit right up front. Yes. How was that? Yeah, let's talk about that see, for if, a bit. I, it was if the I closest... had to do that, I wouldn't watch the movie, especially if it's a movie I really want to see. You get used to it. I can't do it. My neck will break. No, I agree. But then you know, they had recliner seats. Oh, okay, that makes so, difference. So if if I was that close without the reclining seat, I would have walked out. It yeah, was you so, were complaining on the group chat about dude, this. Dude, it was like, my thing was, we're in a town, a, a part of Manhattan. What where theater is this? Kibbs Angelica? Bay. Whoa, whoa. Oh, Kibbs Bay? Kibbs was Bay? Playing it. Oh, that's crazy. And I was like, look, Kibbs Bay is where like mouth breathers go to see fucking Avengers. Who's going to be buying tickets for... Yeah, the word's out, man. Everyone's going to Kips Bay now. Yeah, Everyone I know. knows that spot. But I was like, who's going to di- see Disobedience? I'll I- tell you who wants to see that movie. Who? People who are into movies. <laughs> people who have to do a podcast. <laughs> and Hasidic Jewish women who want to make out with other women. Or, or just, just want to feel like good about leaving the community. Yeah. So... Yeah, the movie was almost sold out. There was two seats left up front. And I was like, Jesus, man, this movie at this theater? I was like, wow. But the seats did were con, and I was able to like position worry, my head worry. to where I, it was weird, though. You know, when you're like watching a, like an over the shoulder shot, one person's on the left, the other person's on the right. I was kind of towards the left of the screen. Anytime that person's face was on the right, I had to like do this. <laughs> I actually had to turn my whole head to see the other character. That's how close I was. All right, so it it kind of starts off. You 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 get introduced to the characters um, in this Hasidic Jew. They they kind of set you up around uh, the male character Alessandro. His name is David Cooperman. David. And um, you know he it starts off with a a, rab, a rabbi dying, and he um, I guess he had a daughter, right? And she's kind of that daughter that I mentioned in the synopsis that got shunned for her attraction to a childhood friend. And, uh, yeah, so basically this girl comes back after all these years, yada, yada, yada. And uh, you've seen the trailers. You know, you guys have seen it. There's uh, some Rachel-on-Rachel Rachel action. and uh, But my thing is I didn't see the movie Carol. So, Harvey, you love Carol, right? I do love Carol. Okay. Uh, I wonder how much this is like a a diet carol i didn't see carol but like i don't know like as far as like tone carol's pretty diet too in terms yeah, because it, it is it, also it a is. period film okay well then this movie might be more hardcore then uh but in the sense what i mean is this like kind of just 
rehashed Carol, you know? Yeah. This movie doesn't hold too many punches, and um, it's like uh, she's a photographer, so that's why I say this, you know? That's like, that's a little bit too similar. It kind of made me feel uncomfortable. Basically, the the girl, Rachel Weiss's character, her name is uh, Ranid, and she uh, she was living in New York. She's a secular, secular, you know, removed Jew, and she uh, goes back into the uh, community because her father died. He was like a really famous uh, rabbi in the community, and she sees this other girl who's her childhood friend who she was attracted to, and she was shunned away from, um, and she's a photographer too, so that's similar to Carol. But this takes place in modern day, so it's not like a period piece in any way. It does kind of move like it's a period piece, but it, it, it's not. And um, there's some sex scenes, right? Mm-hmm. There's sex scenes in Carol. Are they are they very conservative? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, this one is they're they're, they're, they're moderate. I yeah, think there's no scissoring or anything, but no, it's just no like kind of just blue. like making out. There's yeah. no blue is the warmest color. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so this oh, yeah is, there's a, that's a spectrum. Blue is the warmest color is yeah, pretty up this there. This movie's probably somewhere right in between blue is the warmest color and Carol. And there's this movie. I think this is the new trend, right? Like love stories, like usually like gay or lesbian love stories. You know, queer love stories are getting pretty popular. These and days. they're they're getting popular, but they're also like, all right, call me by your name. How far removed are we from that? Can I mention the fruit scene? We're pretty far removed. It's. I mean, I don't know. Can we just say spoilers? Move ahead no, one minute. No. Just don't mention it. it. No. Oh yeah, Harvey hasn't. Oh, seen Harvey it. hadn't seen it. All right, but they're doing these uh these things that have to do with sex scenes that are like uh they don't contribute the story in any way. I mean, let, let's just be honest. But they they are there for like a a sense of realism. May I comment? Are yeah. you are you commenting on Call Me by Your Name's uh scene? I think they both kind of I feel like I would I would beg to differ that that scene was very impactful and what happens in that scene. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's not. But I don't I think, think it, like, it adds I don't think the, the story. I don't think the movie would have changed without it. I don't know. I feel like that was very important to his character. I think it's more there for like the art value and the the just trying something new on screen. I don't know. This I, movie I does something similar. Not oh, okay. what quite as weird as that, but this movie does something similar where. I've already seen spoilers on letter, every letterbox review, unfortunately, on this movie. So don't read those if you don't want to know what it is. But this movie doesn't need that scene. I liked it. <laughs> but like, it, it, I don't think if I were to tell you, which I, I won't, but... Um, it, I'm it really would, curious now. It would. I don't think it would detract anything from it. But I was surprised they did that because it doesn't really fit the, the tone of the movie. However, this is, it, the sex scenes are very real and very grounded, I think. And uh, yeah, like I said, I think they're somewhere in between "Blue Is the Warmest Color" and and Carol. They're they're not like just you know kind of romantically making out in bed, but they're they're also not fucking doing crazy wide angle sixty nine, you know, <laughs> which is what they're doing in "Blue Is the Warmest Color." Was that pro- prosthetics? Did they try to lie and say that was? What, in Blue's Worms? Yeah. I'm pretty so sure they... It's re- a controversy. That's the controversy? <clears throat> yeah, they, they claim that it was prosthetics, but I, I look pretty what's closely the, several times. Yeah, what's the point There's of doing no way. prosthetics? Just, I mean, if, yeah. if they're down to do it and they sign the waivers, let them, let them go to town on each other, right? Like, who cares if... Pros- I mean, knowing it's, it's just, prosthetics makes it gross me out. I don't know. Ugh. I mean, you can, always, you can always get uh, stunt doubles to get it's some not, of those close-in like, shots. It's not like animal cruelty. I mean, they're... 
They're actresses. Yeah, I don't know why it would be controversial. But yeah. someone, someone tell me. If, uh, explain to me. I don't know why. Anyways, this movie's pretty good. Uh, I was hoping it would be a little bit better. It's it's still pretty good though. It's really it moves really well. It's, it's entertaining. It, it doesn't like drag or anything. Um, yeah, that scene was pretty pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said that like a little creep. Yeah, he sounded like the biggest creep. It was really good, yeah, man. I am a creep, but uh. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, th- I think it's worth checking out. I think Rachel Weisz is, is great in this. The, the yeah, performances she's, are she's, incredible. She's, she's so beautiful in this. Yeah, she's stunning. She, she's, I did not like her in My Cousin Rachel. I was oh, not, I loved her in My Cousin Rachel. I was not attracted to her at one bit in that I, movie. I think I've always been attracted to her. So I mean, you, You're into that medieval white woman look. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, she is a she's like a carefree like you know letting her hair fall down smoking cigarettes she's just so attractive in this movie uh definitely give this one a shot um yeah I'd give it a three and a half out of five okay it's a good really good movie okay that's a, that's not bad I was actually thinking about seeing this myself but um one of the showings that I wanted to see was actually sold out which surprised me so I ended up uh, yeah just I was surprised mine instead. was almost sold out man it's crazy yeah. New York's crazy this, too, this uh, in our old town in Florida not one been, there, one theater been, would probably be like two people at the most yeah both of them like this old they probably couple. would have walked out with that scene I'm talking about happens you yeah. know <laughs> and you had a theater to yourself but unlikely it's unlikely this was playing anywhere near Port St. Lucie yeah. yeah it might be um, you got anything Sean uh how many movies did you talk about? Two. Two. I I don't that really talked about Doctor Strange. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Hardly. Um, what do I have? So I finally watched uh, Love and Vincent. I went to go s- try to see this movie when it first came out at Nighthawk, but it was sold out. The movie looks like it give me a headache. Why? It's all the moving illustrations. I don't know. Okay, so this is actually the first movie of its kind. And uh, it's all hand-painted uh, art in the style of uh, Vincent Van Gogh's uh, paintings. And apparently, they had to employ 125 different uh, oil painting artists. And this movie was composed of 100 or 65,000 frames. Isn't that fucking crazy? 65,000 hand-painted oil paintings. Seems low. That's a lot. 65,000? Hand-painted? Seems like a lot of work. I don't know. Is, yeah. is it wor- was it worth it? I'm, so the, this movie actually w- came from a short film that was made not by the director but by somebody else that she um that she was interested in and she uh got the budget to do the feature length. And uh her name is can't really pronounce it, but it's uh Dorota Cobella. And uh, she spent four years on this movie. So this movie actually took four years to complete. They actually shot the actors on green screen. And then the uh, the artists painted every frame of everything they saw of every movement from the actors in the, in the, uh, in the video footage. So it wasn't like this movie was uh, being blocked by budget or anything like that. They actually took four years, a four-year span to actually complete the movie from beginning. That's commitment. Which is... Uh, doesn't seem uh, efficient they actually said it's the slowest filmmaking process in 100 in 120 20 years so i don't see this style of filmmaking being done anymore but uh it's kind of cool to see the uh the art move in the way it does Um, but if you don't know anything about this movie it follows a character whose father was uh 
connected to Vincent van Gogh. And his father was a postman who was given a letter to from Vincent van Gogh to give to his brother. And after Vincent van Gogh kills himself, he still has his letter and he gives it to his son. And his son travels to the French countryside to deliver this letter to van Gogh's brother. Once he gets to town, he finds out that his brother also kills himself out of depression after his brother dies. And he stumbles upon this mystery or what he thinks to be a mystery that surrounds uh, Van Gogh's death. And it turns out to be this huge conspiracy that's going on within this town. Everyone having this different story of how he died and how he killed himself or if he killed himself or if there was foul play involved. And we basically follows these stories, these vignettes. And most of the stories told in flashbacks of Van Gogh's life leading up to his, su- his suicide slash murder or so. And uh, I like the flashback scenes. I like the stories that we get because a lot of the stories of the flashback are based on his actual last days in this small French town while he was working on his uh, art and his depression, all the events that le- led up to him killing himself. And I think that's my favorite part of the story. And the art looks really good. Like these artists did a really good job at like recreating his style of work. Um, and I also found it interesting that Van Gogh didn't pick up a paintbrush until he was 28 years old. And he only painted for eight years until he died. Yeah, Isn't that, that crazy? Is, that He's like impressive. the Biggie Smalls of like art. That's weird. I was just about to say like Biggie <laughs> made two albums. Yeah, I think I know. Biggie's <laughs> been doing it longer than him. No, right? Biggie did it for like four years. Yeah. No, I mean like, that. but when did he like, want it, like he was. Biggie died at 24. No, I mean, when did he start actually writing raps? Probably at a young age. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But Probably I mean. Last he only released two albums though. That's no, it. I know, but like, yeah. I assume he was doing and it one more was than eight yeah, but yeah, so that's basically what the story is. It, it, we follow this uh, this guy who's trying to trace these stories and see if he could solve this uh, conspiracy. What we ultimately get in the end is not really an answer or a resolution to what he's trying to find out. It just boils down to him kind of concluding what everybody else in the, the town was telling him and him going back to his home just kind of satisfied, I guess, with the uh, outcome of everything. And I think that's where the problem lies in this story is that the the writing for the plot is not strong at all. I, it's pretty clear that they focus a lot on style the art. over substance. Yeah, I would say pretty heavily. This looks beautiful, though. The movie itself is really beautiful, and the way it moves, like I know you're saying, it looks disorienting, but it actually looks pretty good. I think it looks like like it looks like I'll animation. Have to rewatch but, the trailer. But but it's pretty clear that like you're watching, like a flip book of like oil paintings and it looks pretty cool. And I do like a lot of the flashback scenes, kind of like insider baseball with like Bango's life, which things I've never stories and, and uh, scenes that I've never would have thought of like things this guy did before he died. And he was an interesting person at that. Um, I would give this movie a three and a half out of five. I, I would say it was enjoyable, but I think the weakest part is the plot and that whole gimmick of like a controversy and a um, thriller that they they're trying to um, project three and a half for me. I also watched Last Flag Flying, um, stars Lauren Fishburne, Steve Carell, and what's his name? Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Directed, uh, written, directed by our boy Richard Linklater. This is a, this is a movie that I remember we were contemplating seeing for one of the episodes, but uh, I think we went with something else. I want to know what movie we went with. I don't remember, but I remember us saying, like, we should go see it because it was playing in theaters somewhere. 
But uh, yeah, this is a this is a pretty good movie. It it's basically a road trip movie, and it is a movie that is drama for drama's sake. There, the movie follows this theme of like depression through the entire story, and it's about Steve Carell going back to his uh, ch- uh not childhood but his wartime buddies finding them one by one to go on this road trip with him and the road trip is basically them going from i believe virginia to new hampshire to deliver or to bring his dead son's body back home to bury him because uh they basically um he takes his uh son who was in the marine corps and dies and he finds out this truth that what the army told him doesn't match up from what he's hearing from everybody else of how his son really died. And Brian Cranston kind of plays this uh, character who's kind of like the don't-give-a-fuck type of person. And he's kind of like outlandish. Lawrence Fishburne is kind of like the old, washed-up preacher. He's a preacher in the movie. And Steve Carell is just the downtrodden uh, father who who lost his son and wife within like two years span. And we follow the sadness through the entire movie, but we also we also follow them as they're trying to like have a good time in this weird, weird, dark story. And uh, I actually liked it for that. And I think it works pretty well. I've been meaning to watch this. So. It's a, it's one of those movies that you have to put on at a very specific time. Yeah. Like you, you can't just put it on to play. You actually have to sit there and you get really involved with the, the drama, I would say. And uh, I think the best part of this movie is hands down Brian Cranston. His, his portrayal of like somebody who's like, just had it and like just doesn't give a fuck anymore. It's really done well. There's a there's a really funny scene in the movie where because the movie takes place in like 2002, like early 2002, and uh, they go to like a phone store. They're talking. They they're like talking about um getting cell phones, and they go to like the store, like a cell phone store, and they're like and they try to get phones, and the person selling them phones like, oh, you could get 500 minutes. And Brian Cranston is like, who the fuck would want 500 minutes? Who can talk for that long? And they're and they're like, they have that old Motorola flip phone, nice, that classic one. And they're talking about like, and the she's like telling him like, if you call somebody who has the same plan, the minutes are free. Do you remember these plans? Yeah, I, I know. And you're it talking. brought me back. I forgot about all that stuff. And the fucking free after like eight. Yeah, she mentioned all that. Baby, call me back after nine. My minutes are. Yeah, my. And it's pretty funny how. Yeah, it's funny how that scene. It's it's funny how they react into like all these perks, which is fucking crazy. We we take that for granted because now I pray that I have very little limit or minutes on my phone, Mm -hmm. so I don't have to talk on the phone. But now I have no excuse. Yeah, sucks. But yeah, this movie's pretty good. It's pretty sad. I like the characters. I, the story is believable. It's almost like we're following real guys, like real uh, veterans. And uh, just you really get to see these guys perform with each other, if you know what I'm trying to say. Like they bounce off each other really well. I mean, these are very seasoned actors. Yeah. So. You could be dumb like Clint Eastwood and get real uh, like veterans and they just can't act. Yeah. So I've heard. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> he does like shitting on Clint Eastwood. Let's be honest. Yeah. Three ten. No, I think it's, it's fifteen seventeen to you, Ma. Fifteen ten to what? Seventeen fifteen. Fifteen something. Fifteen seventeen to Paris. Yeah. There we go. I heard it just got ripped to shreds. Yeah, it did. But uh, last fact, flying. I would give it a three and a half as well out of five. Mm. But I would say check it out. Check it out if you're in a sad mood. Also check out Love and Vincent if you're in a sad mood. Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah. all right, yeah, I could, I'm, I could be in those moods. You ever watch yeah. anything happy, dude? I haven't watched anything happy in a while. Just kidding. Um, Sigh. But anything else? Uh, that's all I got. 
right. Well, uh, Harvey, you didn't go. No, I have right. not gone yet. What movie you got today? Um, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll just talk about one movie. Um, I watched The Writer, uh, directed by Chloe Zhao. Um, I was pretty interested in seeing this movie, so I took a trip down to Angelica Film Center and uh, and peeped that shit. Um, okay. Did you yeah. hear trains go by and you're showing? Uh, I didn't hear anything, but sometimes you feel the vibrations like beneath your feet. Oh, I thought that was part of the yeah. experience. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It used to bother me. It doesn't really bother me anymore, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, uh, I'll talk a little bit about the writer. Um, this is a um a sort of a modern western about a uh, a rodeo cowboy who um gets bucked off of a bronco, and um. He gets injured as a result because the uh, Bronco ends up stomping on his head. Oh, man. Yeah. And so he has to have a metal plate put in his head, and um, he's having these seizures. And essentially, the doctor tells him that he cannot uh, ride horses or participate in rodeos anymore. Otherwise, he will die if he sustains another brain injury. Um, and it's a pretty heartbreaking um, movie about... Um, I'm, I'm a boy that doesn't know anything else and and uh is c- like uh, constantly chasing the the past and um the emotions that he experienced uh through through a rodeo it reminds me a lot of the wrestler actually it's pretty um it's pretty similar to that except uh without wrestling it's um it's rodeo but um yeah this movie actually is based on a true story well, it loosely based on a true story. The character is the actual guy that this uh, story happened to as well. His name, his real name is Brady uh, Jandro. He's, um, I believe he's like half a uh, native American. And um, actually this story involves several native American boys and um, all of them like uh, do rodeo and all that stuff. Um, so yeah. So it's loosely, loosely based on his life. He plays himself and his family and friends are all in the movie and they uh, play characters in his life. It's, so it's, it's really interesting. They play the exact roles that they kind of sort of played in, in, uh, this guy's real life. Um, but yeah, the freak, uh, accident leaves him in a coma and afterwards he can no longer participate. And, um, it's a really heartbreaking story because this guy, he loses his mom. Um, and then a couple years later, he's, uh, injured grievous, grievously and can no longer, uh, participate. And so, for the rest of the movie, you sort of see him battling this, uh, battling this loss. It's much different than losing his mother, but it's a loss in the sense that all he has ever known is horses, training horses and riding horses, like since he was eight years old. And now he's like maybe in his early twenties and, you know, like the doctors tell him, tell him that he can't do that stuff anymore. And, um, it's him coming to terms with that loss and trying to enjoy life to the degree that he that he once did and he's really struggling with that and that's probably the most difficult um scenes to watch in this movie i um it looks very beautiful it is it looks like beautifully shot it is incredibly shot it's um it it just has these huge wide shots of the prairie and um you can like see for fucking miles you figure out what um, i totally got this movie confused with the other movie that came out what movie lean on pete I haven't. Uh, I haven't. I, I've seen a little bit, like some posters of it, but I haven't really seen a trailer for Lean on Pete or anything. But um, I don't know. I think this might be a bit more um, dramatic than Lean on Pete. I'm not sure. 
Um, especially out of the knowing that this guy is playing himself and that these events happened to him and that he actually went through this in his life. It's, um, it makes a little bit more, um, makes it a little bit more emotional, but, um, yeah, it, it paints a really intricate and beautiful picture of this community too. Cause they all live on an Indian reservation. He, he and his friends, like their lives revolve around, um, revolve, revolve around horses and a rodeo and, there's a lot of outside pressure and um sometimes i feel like a um a sense of like uh masculinity that's defined in this culture like if he can't ride like how can he what is he going to do you know like um what kind of man can he be yeah basically like what value does his ha- does his life still have and i think he struggles with that at the same time like if he's not going to ride what is he going to do but um yeah, I don't give too much away, but I I really enjoyed this movie, and um, the the supporting characters are really great too. You get to see his friend, uh, his name is Lane, and he's actually played by his real friend Lane Scott, who got injured, um, riding horses, and as a result, he's paralyzed and he has brain damage now. And like the scenes with him with them too is really fucking heartbreaking, um, because I don't want to give away the scene, but because it's a really powerful one, but um. Yeah, I loved so much about this movie. The music is great. The cinematography. I mean, if you just look at like the stills from this movie, it's it's really beautiful. The colors are, they look really natural and vibrant, but it's um sort of offset by this dark melancholy vibe that this movie has. It's um it's a really beautiful movie, and um, it's so, so strange that it was made. If I'm honest, um. By an Asian woman. Yeah, by an Asian woman, no less. <laughs> she actually knew the family because she shot uh, her previous movie um, on their reservation. So she knew the family before he got injured. And, um, yeah, she decided to make this movie about, like, the aftermath of his uh, injury. But, um, yeah, I think I would give this movie a four and a half. Wow. Um, I so really it sounds like it's it. right. As soon as you compare it to The Wrestler, I was like, well. Yeah, it's it's... Very it just needs like a Bruce Springsteen song and it'll be fucking perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. Five stars. <laughs> um, the, the, I think the one thing that prevents this movie from being a five is probably the acting. If I'm honest, um, it's not. I don't know. It it should be expected because no one in this movie is like a is a trained actor. There there are no professional actors in this movie. They're all um, people that live in this community and um, that yeah. are associated with this guy's life. So there's some scenes where the acting seems a it, it it's a little bit uh it's a little bit off but she probably did her, did her best. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was directed in in a way that you, that that stuff doesn't really come to the foreground too much. It's um kind of minimized. But it's a it's a beautiful movie and I think everyone should see it at the table especially. Wow. Um yeah, calling us out. You guys want to talk about anything else? No, not really. I watch other movies but it's What'd you watch, bro? Anything yeah. notable? Anything noteworthy? No, that's why. I watched Kodachrome with uh, Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. and uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Scarlet Witch? Uh, Elizabeth uh, Olsen. Yeah, the good Olsen. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> uh, it was completely unremarkable. Un- it was like, you know, it's a road trip film about, you know, a son reconnecting with his dad. It's just like hits all the generic beats. I put it on the background one day when I was like working. Yeah. Uh, and then I... One morning, for some weird reason, I woke up kind of early, and I was like getting ready for work, and I put 
Guardians in the background to play while I was like getting ready. Original? No, second one. Second one. Just yeah. because I want to see, just to kind of re- revisit it. It, I mean, it holds up more or less the same. It's, I still think the first one's phenomenal. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's it really. Just a quick uh side note. Uh, Tappy, my girlfriend did watch Brawl and Soulbox ninety nine. I don't know. She was watching while I was at work. And she was just texting me about the first scene with the car. And I'm like, yeah, that's scene. right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Also, I found out what camera they used to shoot. Shoot the, what? The writer, because it looks so beautiful. It's uh, Ari Amera. Like, yeah. 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 It, it, everything's fucking. I mean, shot everything's on Ari. Most of yeah. I mean, if yeah. shot on film, it's an Amira. If, yeah. Or a, or a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to knock the, the Actually, cinematographer. You know Wait, Amira, I think it's digital shit. Yeah, the mirror. No, that one. All right, yeah. So that Ari one is, Cam LTS. Yeah, the film Ari, yeah. What are we doing? Like, yeah. Uh, so, it's, uh, it's you guys want to talk about the week of? Yeah, let's talk the week yes. of. I want to know what they filmed that with. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here's a clip. Well, we should be there in forty-five minutes to an hour thirty. So, and also, I would crank up the AC. You just give me a nod. That was a nod, uh, that was, that was an AC nod. Or was the AC nod? I thought you were not. All right, let's see how the window goes for a bit, and then we'll get the AC going. It's really hot in here. It's getting there, right? I'm just saying, AC would be great. You say it, and we, we'll turn it on. I said it. How's this? Let me turn it on for you. Better? Yeah. Okay, let's turn it on. All right. The week of. It's uh, directed by Robert Smeagol. Smeagol. Uh, yeah. I like uh, you said it differently in the beginning. <laughs> of the podcast. Probably. 100% I'm not, sure that's a Pokemon. Yeah. I'm not Smeagol, really sure. I'm, really, I'm not really sure how it's pronounced. <laughs> but this movie stars Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, uh, I believe Steve Buscemi's in it, um, Rachel Dratch, and uh, a few other characters. Um, Allison Strong. Who? Isn't that the daughter? Oh yeah. Um, I don't. I haven't really seen her in too much. <clears throat> yeah, um, she's not very notable to me. Yeah, I think she was in Blacklist, but that's about it. Um, yeah, here's a TV a, show. Yeah, here's the synopsis. Two fathers with opposing personalities come together to celebrate the wedding of their children. They are forced to spend the longest week of their lives, and the big day cannot come soon enough. All right. Who wants to go first? Steven? I'll, I'll jump in. Oh, okay. Sean, for the oh, first time. This is oh, nobody was taking coming, the Ruben. Yo, is coming in hot. I want, to get a, hear, I want to hear a hot take. Um. <laughs> He's like, He's like, um. Yeah. So my thoughts. So this movie is actually not being talked about um, that that much at all. Actually, I thought it would have been hidden, like you know, online pretty hard because it's uh, Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. Chris Rock hasn't actually done a movie in a long time since Top Five, right? Like, what else has he been in? He doesn't do much movies like uh, like early two thousands anymore. But uh, okay, here's what I'll say about this movie right off the bat. I didn't hate this movie. Certainly didn't love it. But I really, I think the the thing I would praise the most is Adam Sandler in this movie. Not his character or acting or anything like that necessarily, but he's still funny. Like, I would say Adam Sandler really knows how to, like, carry his weight 
in terms of like mm-hmm. making you laugh with like whatever gags he's in, even if it's like just beating you over the head with the same shit in the movie. And I also think that this, I think this movie has a, a an identity crisis because I feel like it doesn't know what it wants to be. Like the trailer presents <laughs> it to be kind of like this charming sort of not coming of age in, jo- in genre, but the style of like filmmaking, a fa- like a family dramedy. Yeah. Yeah. But then it also has these like SNL style gags in it with costumes and the type of characters and the way people speak. And it has these running gags throughout the movie that just gets so tiresome. Um, it's not a great movie. The, I think the trailer kind of presents it to be a lot better than what the outcome was. I agree with you. And I was actually very surprised at how little uh, Chris Rock has to do in the movie. I feel like he was just standing there he most of the time. Almost zero comedy. Yeah, yeah, zero. But going back to Adam Sandler, the, some gags in this movie I thought was very funny. Uh, there's one where he picks up uh, Adam Sandler, and he's telling him like, "If you want the AC, I'll put it on for you." He picks up Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock. What did I say? You said Adam Sandler picks up Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. Adam Sandler picks up Chris Rock, <laughs> and they're riding in his car, and he's saying like, "Oh, if you want that AC turned up, I'll turn it up for you anytime now." And he's and he he's doesn't like, want to turn it off. He's on. like, you just say the word. Just say the word. Say the word. He's like, I'm saying it. Just said it. He's like, he's like it's, it's just the switch. I'll flip it. <laughs> I think that was very funny too. Yeah, and there's also like when we're first introduced to like his uncle, uh, the Seymour Seymour the paraplegic, <laughs> and he has no legs and he doesn't know this and he has to like bring all these people back to his home because the hotel is fucked and like certain characters. Like we're funny, like within the first twenty minutes, like the hotel manager. Oh yeah, he kept just smiling yeah. at everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this movie is putting too much on its shoulder when it comes to gags, and like the story just kind of gets pushed back. And it's supposed to be over sentimental towards the end, and just doesn't sell itself to me pretty well. I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree. I, I agree with like almost everything you said. I think, um... I think oh. what the the problem with it is it does beat the same jokes a little bit too much to where like it doesn't have as much time for the story. But I think like the concepts behind the jokes are great. Yeah. But there were a couple times where I was like, end the joke there. And then Please. they didn't. And they they did something else. I was like, yeah. it's still, I, I think average moviegoers will laugh. I know my dad messaged me and said, you should watch it. This is a funny movie. He loves Chris Rock. He loves Adam Sandler. But, um, I think honestly, this is better than like what he's when recently you, yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, when, in terms when you of think his, when you think Adam Sandler Netflix he's toned, release, yeah, he's toned down bad, in this. I, I really, I actually now. really like his character in this movie of this kind of like father who's trying to like before, all these tragedies but, are like coming towards him, and he's working he's, like, really trying to like hard. save save ass like throughout the entire process of the movie. Yeah, and it's like a lot of the stuff that he's in is awkward. Like, this, no, this movie, like the scene where he yeah, like invites these two uh, black gentlemen. Oh yeah. Yeah, that show was hilarious. Was, I, yeah, thought, was like, I thought that was funny. Yeah. He's like, just roll with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think if you wanted the best thing you could say about this movie, a lot of times we'll be spoiling the jokes in it, so we'll have to like tread lightly. Yeah. There. But I mean, I did like I I I'm a sucker for stupid physical humor. Um, give you an example. Just watching the wheelchair come <laughs> come down. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> The Seymour's wheelchair comes down the the baggage mm-hmm. claim track, and just that physical humor alone makes me laugh. And all the humor based around Seymour is kind of physical. And uh, I think I I love that character. Like 
if you're if you're good, I'll take you to the bachelor party. And he's like being all grumpy, and he just whispers in his ears, "Tits." He's like, <laughs> "He's like, hello." <laughs> I think, um, joke wise, there's there's a ton of good stuff here. I think, um, I think you're right. The identity crisis here is it it won't commit to being full on slapstick comedy. I don't think it or needs full to be full on sweet family like drama like. It could have went like the funny people route, but it didn't. And it could have went like the full on like hot tub time machine kind of route or something, but it didn't. It was kind of stuck in between. Um, some people might like that, you know, yeah. tone down each each different genre and, and you know blend them together so you have something balanced. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really care much about the story either. I would say uh, I did laugh a lot out loud at home, and I think that it's kind of important. No, that's. I mean, yeah. in a comedy, you're supposed to laugh, and yeah, I think this is the I first time. But I don't time. laugh at Netflix comedies often. Yeah. You know. Well, I think that's a good sign in terms of just like his recent work on Netflix. I've, I've heard a lot of bad things. I haven't seen it myself, so I can't speak on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, just the thought of that stuff made me dread this. Yeah. I was like, but you know, but, but I watched a the trailer. Madison production. So. Yeah, I saw the trailer and it didn't look like the other comedies he was putting out. So I was just like, yeah, let's give it a watch, and it, it's. Like like I would like Sean said, and I'm pretty sure everyone agrees. It's like I think the first half of the movie works for me. Like I enjoy it. I enjoyed it, but then later on the film, I just started losing interest because they started relying on the story again. Yeah, the wedding, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Like, with that. and I'm yeah. like, okay, and I'm like waiting for it to be over, and then the the jokes just weren't sticking as well yeah. as they were before. Uh, like I don't know, like. I liked Adam Sandler's character a lot as well. Like he, especially him and his wife when they were fucking arguing. Like I love that shit. Like it's just like it's stupid yeah. shit. Like it's like it's a random cut to them just straight up yelling I, at I each other like, in the other room. I actually laughed really hard yeah. at one of those where he was like, uh, "I have to die after you because I can't." Imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then he tells his kid, I think like, "If she dies first, everything will be okay." For, for everybody, just for the sake of everyone, she should die first. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that I is think, very. I, funny. I like. I uh, I slightly identify with his character in this movie just because he's just trying to keep things moving no matter yeah. what is th- being thrown at him, and he's like trying to like keep his head up, and that's the funniest part. Like you see it in his face, like he's he's cringing inside. Yeah. No, this movie. It, it this movie is a lot of cringe moments where you're like, like damn, this was like super awkward. Like everything that was happening, I'm just like, damn, I feel fucking bad. I kind of want to look away, yeah. but then you don't because that's where the comedy really lies. Like that awkward moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say the beginning of the film I enjoyed, but as we continue and progress uh, later on the film, it kind of like we're, like I, you know winds winds down yeah. and it's not it's not as strong. I, I could watch a whole movie with uh, Seymour and just Adam Sandler on a road trip. I think that yeah, would be a good. Movie. That would be good. I also like the um, <laughs> when the printer falls on his head. <laughs> I like the I like the the race aspect of it where where they kind of like turn the tables a little bit like like Adam Sandler's family is kind of Long Island white trash. Yeah. yeah, and and uh, the black side of the family is like really down to earth and, and wealthy, and I feel like a lot of movies don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? flip, flip the flip the tables. Yeah, usually it's like rich douchey white people, and and then they meet the the black family, and they make like so, <laughs> you know, hipping and hopping. What's up, guys? You know, stuff like that. Damn, and uh, <laughs> just really bad jokes, you know. And this one does it pretty tastefully, I think. You know what? I almost forgot. There's one character that, for some reason, every time like 
the scenarios comes up with him, and I just couldn't help but laugh was the kid with the trigger warnings. And oh, then yeah. <laughs> there's one moment at the end where he the, freaks out. The mazel Dude. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, but it's just like, see, like little shit like that. Yeah, it's just it like subtly. Like, yeah, but I say the worst jokes are the ones they keep trying to beat over the, yeah. the head, which is like, for instance, the hotel owner, and also the Journey song. I could have oh, done yeah. without that. But the little stuff with, with Seymour and the just like shit falling on his head. Like just, I, I mean I really enjoy it. <laughs> I love the way he's just like he hits him and everyone just like looks at him and like, What are you doing? He's just like, Oh, he's fine, he's, he's sleeping. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help but feel terrible. Um, oh man, I think fr- yeah, I don't even know that actor's name. I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> I really wanna make a comment that uh you, I didn't know what you were drinking until now. What is it? Is oh. it tasty? Oh, it's just an orange margarita. I believe they call that thought juice. Yeah. 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 Get is my it? thought out there. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey, um, uh, thoughts? Yeah. Um, I definitely agree that this movie has an identity crisis. Um, I think I may have... Yeah, I definitely think I probably enjoyed this movie a bit less than you guys did. There are moments where I laughed for sure, um, especially at the physical comedy stuff, the... The things falling on uh, Seymour's head and the wheelchair scene got me as well. And um, some of the scenes with uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> no matter what, Adam Sandler will always be endearing to me no matter how many bad movies he makes. Because he does have this quality to him. Like this likable, funny quality that even in in, in the worst movies, it's, it, it comes through. And I think it definitely comes through in this one. I like his character a lot. I think if um, the story had been more concise and more focused... That um, it would have been a lot better. I like, I like the design of the plot, and I like that everything is fucking up, and he's just trying to put on a wedding for his daughter that he loves. Um, and no matter what, he he smiles through everything, and he keeps working towards making like a, this a good a good wedding, even though he's like poor and he, or I don't know if he's poor, but he's like broken. He doesn't have yeah, the they're, money. They're, to, yeah, they're <laughs> poor. Yeah, he, yeah, he they're, doesn't have they're money. They're Long but, Island white trash. Yeah, and he doesn't have the money to put on a a good wedding for his daughter, but he, he, he's trying his hardest. And I like that aspect of it, but this movie, it, it shifts from being like, I don't know, like you guys already touched on, like being a, um, an SNL skit with like goofy, silly humor to getting really emotional, like, um, um, like in the third act. And, um, there's hints of that everywhere. And I think it, 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 it makes like a disconnect, um, throughout the entire movie. And I think, uh, if they had, toned it down in in one or two more aspects and uh just made it more focused and concise i would have enjoyed the story a lot more um i think i don't like chris rock's character at all if i'm honest um i feel like he was like in another place when he was filming this i've never really liked chris rock as an actor but if i'm but it feels like he's not really even trying in this movie. And, he, like uh, he was just there. Yeah, yeah. That, that Adam Sandler yeah. felt like he was really trying. So it was like a shame to see yeah. two huge stars. You you want them both to like be bouncing off each other. Yeah, right especially seeing Chris Rock. I mean, he could have been played by anybody in this because he he provided nothing. Like his pre- like being Chris Rock meant nothing in this movie. Yeah, and he could have been played by any no name actor. So I was very disappointed by that. Honestly, maybe that's what it was, and they just brought him in because they were like, "We need a big name." Yeah, it's like, and, and he just recently did the Netflix special. I think that's probably what it was, and it's just like I think it's honestly more political than than actually like, oh, they're that's... also really good friends. Yeah, they are oh, yeah, good yeah. friends. I think he may have just been working on other stuff at the time, like his special or something. 
Um, that's probably why he also didn't um, make any movies recently, except for this one. But um, there's a there's a lot of other things like the, the relationship between the daughter and the son. I feel I feel like that's not even a real relationship because you don't really see them engage with each other too much, and it just feels really unnatural. And yeah, um, yeah, I think it would have been great to expand on that relation that relationship and see them um, as they're living through these experiences, and um, just getting a, a point of view from them would have been nice. Um, yeah, we really didn't get much from any of the characters. Like, it, I mean, like any like them where they're the focal point of the story. Like, they're the they're one of the pillars, and we didn't get much from them. I'll at say, all. I think because of shit like that, they should have just totally went into the SNL skit direction and just went full, full slapstick. Cause, yeah, because that's all my praises come from that. Yeah, I think I think the the comedy in this movie definitely outweighs the um, the uh, the story and the drama for sure. Or light drama but um i think that's i don't have a lot to say about this movie you guys want to talk about anything else you hate it or liked about this for me i really really lost interest towards the third act when everything kind of boils down to chris rock's character and how he regrets not having like a solid family life as adam Sandler's character and that stuff just comes out of nowhere and it really does and then it goes away right away it doesn't really add up to anything towards the end, actually. Think yeah. about it now. Yeah, I think uh, Steve mentioned it. the whole final act does not do the movie any yeah. good. Yeah. That's like the disconnect that I was talking about. It's they don't weird, establish yeah. they don't establish these things early on, and it doesn't seem like as it's mentioned impactful. Yeah. But but the, but yeah, all the other characters are kind of like yeah. major players, and they're they're getting a lot of camera time where we're not getting much when it comes to Chris, Chris Rock's character and his interaction with his own children. He's there. But not really. Like he's just in the background. It barely feels like he's there. Yeah, like I think um even the fact that it takes so long for him to even like really show up and be a part of the movie just means that he really is a second or an afterthought. Yeah. But I did watch this movie and I did try to envision myself as an average moviegoer who who they don't they don't see a ton of movies to like I'm just being honest. Like I think a lot of people are gonna really enjoy this, and uh, yeah, I mean, it still has. Like, you still get a lot yeah, of laughs, and I don't think people are gonna like. They're what we're some of the flaws we're talking about right now. People are just gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" Like, what I laughed, and there was a story. It was. It has a sad part near the end. Yeah, it's stuff like that. And while I agree with, I, I'm kind of torn between. Um, I can't expect everyone to to expect so much from movies. Um, but I also wish they would, you know, so that movies on this scale, of like popular, you know, Netflix releases will, will be, you know, that much better. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm kind of middle of the road on this. I, I didn't hate it. I think I kind of liked it. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually pretty caught up with all of the uh, deal, the movie deals he's made with Netflix. And I think this is probably the best one is, is a um, i think the worst one is sandy wexler and the do-over and then also ridiculous six i think all those i just assumed were jokes but was uh the noah bomb one technically part no, of no, his contract no, no, no not at all no. that was actually in theaters that got pulled for netflix oh right okay um, i, I would have been like hey can i can I happy this in is, my, is my uh contract please <laughs> yeah but I, I would say this is probably the best out of those and those are not not good at all any of 
especially Sandy Wexler. I think that's the worst one in, in the do-over as well. Um, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, I mean, this movie kind of, uh, it plays like a TV, a comedy TV show that might actually be pretty good. Um, so they can expand on the story a little bit, but as a movie, it's not great. Um, but yeah, it's shot kind of like a Netflix series, right? It kind of feels yeah, like yeah. A, mm-hmm. it doesn't like feel, the movie of the week. It doesn't feel very cinematic. Like yeah. it, it's just, you know, it's not like something grand, like game night. That's like a, mm-hmm. something I go back to a lot, but this year, but it, that was like a, a Hollywood grand comedy. No, this yeah. definitely like, felt like. Yeah, definitely. Didn't Very Netflix, f- yeah. it seems. Nothing wrong with that. Though. Yeah, I think I it think, helped um, for me at least. Like, you know, it, you know, it just yeah, just the whole Seymour thing. It looks like a character I'd see in a, a comedy TV show. But yeah, uh, I think he has another one coming out with Netflix this later this year. Yeah, I think he there's six in the work. Yeah, yeah. I have this, Happy Madison Productions. I have a sneaking suspicion. I have a yeah, sneaking they're suspicion they're going to make this into a franchise though. What? This one, this movie, nah. no. I, like I don't know. I feel like I feel like I think all his movies are one-offs. They're one-offs. Yeah. I don't know. This one's particular, like particularly like how the way like everything kind of like cools down and settles. Like it does have this weird vibe that they Grown might. Too? What, yeah, what like how the way like no one was really expecting it to have a sequel, but it might. Like I don't know. I just have this I still weird. See where feel. they would go. I'm not really seeing it. I don't know. I mean, the, I, I, I really would say if there would be like another spinoff or a sequel, would be off of the Ridiculous Six one because that was their biggest hit. Like. Out of the Happy Madison Productions. Oh, really? Yeah, that one is that one just straight slapstick absurdity comedy, and it's uh I laughed through the whole movie, but it's still still stupid. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, yeah, it's you a little. Should, bit... You should watch the Ridiculous Six. You'd like it. Who, me? No, show just because you're talking about like the damn absurd humor. Out. Yeah, I do like it. Stupid physical stuff. <laughs> Depends, I guess. Depends. I think Maybe. this one this one does it good. I think. See, Seymour, I, I don't think the movie would have worked without him. And I just looked at his IMDb. He's not a real actor. <laughs> <He's> not. <laughs> That's part. <laughs> no picture, no. Yeah, he's probably just somebody who's fucking actual uncle he's or like something. He's like some old dude. And yeah. uh, maybe, I wonder if he really is a paraplegic. It, it looked pretty yeah, real. It looked real. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a lot of CGI. I yeah. mean, he was in. in that would have been really good CGI, too. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a... There's a Wow, that that's possible. He might have actually had no legs. Yeah, I, I got nothing much else to say. You guys want to? My my dad really enjoyed this. That's good. What did he give it? Yeah, what did he give? All right, let me ask him. I'm just kidding. Dad, what's your star rating? I right, give it a rating. Me first. Harvey Schuler. Um, yeah, I, like I said earlier. Um, actually, you know what I said earlier. I, I would give it like a two a two out of five, maybe. God damn, he hated it. No, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I just don't like it. Steve. Uh, like as you know, my stance has before. At uh, least do it for the main review. Uh, overall, I I think most uh, average Ready viewers are going to enjoy this. And for me, like yeah, the first act I think was you know had, w- was a lot stronger than the final act. And uh, you know, it's it's a solid it's a solid Adam Sandler movie. Solid. So three. It sounds like a three. All right. Steve gave it a three. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with a two and a half on this one. Uh, this is a first and only watch for me. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to revisit this, but I would recommend this. I think I could revisit. I think scenes. another complaint I have is that it's a little bit too long. But I think that oh yeah, no, the, uh, I agree with that because yeah, it was almost two hours and that's a little bit too long Go for, for a this. comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go three stars. I, I I'll give it a three. I it's just I don't know. I feel like 
It wasn't horse shit. It I wasn't like laugh. I, la- I laughed. I found myself laughing a lot more than I was expecting. You get stars for each laugh when you make a comedy for me. So um, you laugh three times. <laughs> That's not a good system. I think I laugh more than three times. You know what really bugged me in this movie? <laughs> Half a star. Half a star. That, there you go. I, I don't know why, but I was thinking about it because I, you know, we we all drive here. We live. We all uh, live in New York. He he was going to pick up people from Manhattan, <laughs> I was thinking about from that. Long Island, <laughs> yeah. so easily, like. And he said it's like a three hour, <laughs> a three hour commute with traffic. I think, I think that was a funny uh, <laughs> joke, though, where they're like, uh, "Yeah, you know, we're always down to come to New York City." Who goes to like, pick up somebody three hours away just to bring them back to your house? Like, well, they probably flew into LaGuardia. I mean, I wouldn't like. There's a train just taking into Long Island. But he wants to be a good host. It follows his okay. character. Yeah, I think he's like trying to glue everything together. No, it has nothing to do with the plot. It's just like me thinking about it, like doing that. I it would just do sounds it. absurd. I would go get someone as opposed to making him take the train if I had the time. But he probably didn't have the time. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. This is a funny movie, though. I think your your dad will like it. Maybe my, my dad liked it. So, well. <laughs> I don't know if he'll ever listen to this. But, uh, yeah. I think I think this is, was a good pick just because i think a lot of people are going to be watching this movie just because it was so you know easy to access and adam Sandler plays into a lot of people's hearts still yeah um all right all right you guys want to pick a movie for next week no yeah i think the only two big releases is life of the party and yeah life breaking in or whatever yeah breaking in is coming out um there's one called always at the carlisle i'm not really sure what that is carly yeah but it looks interesting um, there's a uh, Jim Carrey movie coming out, right? Yeah. What's, what is it? Number twenty eight. What? No, it's Dark, Dark Crimes. Crimes. Dark Crimes. <laughs> Dark Crimes. I don't know why I said number twenty eight. Yeah. What? Um, there's a movie called Revenge. I'm not really sure what that is. The horror, and you couldn't look away from that title. Mm. Wait, what'd you say? The horror. The horror fan, I guess. Oh, uh, really? Um, yeah, that's about it. There's another called not Anything. Yeah, yeah, this it's is not, a rough week. What's happening here? It's not good at all. Definitely um, don't want to see Life of the Party. Yeah, so it looks like it's like Life of the Party or Breaking In. We'll figure it out sometime. Um, or Dark oh, Crimes. I don't like it when we do that because we figured out last minute it's catastrophic. Yeah, that is true. Dark Crimes has 2006 on, 2016 on it. Was it made in 2016? It's, it's just premiered at a festival Probably. in 2016. Yeah, that is true. Well, we got Deadpool next week. We need to figure something out before then. Um, what do you guys know about this beast? What is it? what is this? Beast? What is, what is beast? Yeah, I'm not really sure what that is. It does have... Um, what's that guy's name? It, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Buckley or whatever his name is. Yeah. Or her name. No, that's not the guy I'm talking about. Her name is Jesse Buckley. Johnny well, we, Flynn? We, yeah, we can all figure this out. Speaking of this, anybody watch the trailer for a new Ben Foster movie called Leave No Trace? I think I saw that something looks, for it. That shit looks right up my alley. And Ben Foster is always great. Uh, uh, he I, looks incredible in this. Yeah, I wish he got more roles. You guys see the trailer for fucking Robin Hood? It looks terrible. Nope, would never watch that. Nah. Not mean your boy's in it, so. Which, think what, which boy? Your boy from Kingsman. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I don't really care about him that much. <laughs> As an actor. I literally watched. I watched and I instantly thought, "I'm like, dude, this seems like a shit up like Kingsman ripoff." They're like, "Let's take him. Let's take all these elements and just put it in Robin Hood." <sighs> I can't. You know, at my job, Steve. I'm sorry to just go off topic here on the podcast. We but, always go off topic. Um, don't pretend like we don't. I can't remember this. What's the song that plays in Kingsman right, when everyone's <laughs> killing, He's breathing and shit? No, no, oh, it's not that it's one. When every, when he triggers uh, everyone in the world to try to viciously kill each other. No, well that that plays. You, at, you at, did a song that at, that at definitely work. not is it definitely is not it. <laughs> they um they play that at my job, and it just made it kind of triggers me to fucking kill everyone there. <laughs> okay. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting to say. I thought you were going to say something completely different. I was saying that for shock value, but it it brings out. My, should we should we cut that out? No, um, leave it in. So I don't know, guys. I don't know what to pick here. Yeah, let's not worry about it now. Let's worry about it later. Let's, okay, because we have no choice. Okay, so like if if nobody wants to see Life of the Party, God, I can't do that. It. Looks horrible. Yeah. There's also but a movie like called Jacobs. Uh, Terminal coming out. Simon Pegg, Margot yeah. Robbie, heist film. Mm, yes, I'm aware of that. That actually looked pretty good. Yeah, it looked visually. Decent. So, uh, you guys want to shelf this? And um, I guess we're gonna have to, even though I hate doing that. But this is yeah. a rough week. So, on social media, we'll we'll probably give an announcement, maybe about what we're gonna watch, or we may just leave it. How about to a be a surprise? How about a poll? Yeah, if you. See a movie that you think looks interesting and you want us to review it on the podcast, please let us know. Social media, do the right film and everything. And um, yeah, we'll consider it. All right. Yeah. So I guess we'll just move into our topic now. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm actually still, <laughs> still finishing my research for this. Okay. Okay. So I guess I'll talk about it for a little bit. Um, okay. The topic this week is. Uh, what is the topic? Characters that we would like to, at our weddings. Or, or to be um, in the wedding, more so. Or, okay, to be in the wedding, to participate yeah, you want in the to, wedding. You want them to have like a significant role. Yeah, I not mean, just, I guess. Not just guess. Okay, yeah, that's fine if that's what our premise is. I don't think I'd want them to be in my wedding, but I would like their presence like at the oh, okay. reception. We'll I would like them to go to the wedding. Um, but either way, it's characters that we would like involved in our wedding um, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, who wants to go first? Who who should feels we, the most confident? Should we do like let's let's do are we picking like one or? Oh, uh, well, I think we picked. Didn't you say three? Well, that was my. Well, that was the ori- original because of like for numbers. Yeah, yeah, that was just to have numbers. But hey, guys, I'm back. Since it's characters now, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, are we doing characters? Yeah, you can just say one. If I you, think uh, characters uh, is better, man. I think you're mi- you're, yeah. you're missing it if you if you're not doing characters. Oh, I'm gonna right. pick actors, and I only have one actor. I have, I have two actors. Most actors are cool dudes, bro. Yeah, that's why I kind of want them to be in my wedding. That's why they're able to go on talk shows and be normal. I'll go first. All okay. right. What's your pick? So if I did have a wedding, which I probably never will. but Ooh, on, on record, guys. On record. If I did have a wedding, I wouldn't want it to be a normal wedding. I right. would want it to be a very tense, tense wedding. Uh, because, I, uh, you know, just for... Like a through haunted a, house theme? Yeah, what do you mean, like tents? Like, I'm talking like you're afraid you might not live through this wedding. So, like a haunted house theme? No, 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 not haunted house. I'm talking like... So, okay, I'll just say my character. 
I would like Vito Carleone <laughs> to be at my wedding. <laughs> what the fuck? You want to give the toast? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and also, uh, you know, where he'll be sitting in that back room where people will be going asking for favors and whatnot. And his presence is there and nobody wants to act up. And uh, I think that would be kind of cool to have like a tense wedding where everybody is looking at each other and looking at the door and shit like that. Just because he's there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, do we know he's in the... In the mall? Yeah, no. Well, no, here's the thing. Are we are we assuming that in this world, we think these characters are real and we actually yeah, yeah, know yeah. their roles in the movie? Or are we, or they're just characters? No, they're, they're peop- they're, Vito Carleone is Vito Carleone, and we're mixed with his world and okay. my wedding. Okay. But what if we don't okay. know he's a mob boss? I mean, you know because it's yeah, Vito he, Carleone. Yeah. He, yeah, he's Vito Carleone. He's a mob boss. Yeah. If you're he in that a world, mob boss he's, at his wedding. he's maybe... Yeah, basically it's a mob boss, uh, Vito Carleone. Okay, that's not bad. Who wants to go next? Steve? Uh, I have two in particular. Uh, Just mention one for now. Okay, well, well, shit, man. That fucks up my whole thing. Uh, what are they? Why, are they they come together? No, not really. Okay, then I think one is one. <laughs> well, they kind of do. What? Yeah. How, well, you can top it off when we come back around. All right, well, I guess I have to it'll make it that much more impactful. <laughs> Tom's going to hate me when I do this. <laughs> I might. So uh, I'll pick uh, my boy Jake from American Honey uh, as my uh, best man. <laughs> Wait, we there was a rule. There was a rule. Whoa, 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 whoa. There was a rule. That was a rule establishing, there was a pretense of actors. We're not using actors, That's we're using characters. easy go-to Shia LaBeouf choice. Yeah. God damn it, why can't I have right tail Shia as my best man? Can't. I have to have right him. tail. If nobody fine. else does it, it's fine. Fine. Yeah. But so uh, I want him to kind of well, run the show. Reason. Well, I want him to run the show. I think I think he has a great mind, and I think he'd Does be it? able to like give me the best possible blowout before I get married. And I think he would get the party riled up, like right at the rehearsal, like right after everyone's done eating and drinking. Like, he, yeah. See, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> And on top of that, I'm going to give him, I'm going to be like, send him like, hey, this is the tux you have to wear for the we- wedding. And he's going to come off with like cut sleeves and like the outfit's going to be completely destroyed and he's going to look like, kind of like a bum, but it's going to work for the wedding. Like, I want this person standing next to me while I'm like saying my, uh, what, what is the words? Uh, my, uh, my, I'm like, yeah, yeah bows. bows. Yeah. So I want him by my side. Okay. Getting me through that. Okay. Wow. The bachelor party, the wedding, the after party. Great. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. Well, well, I mean, it's against the rules, but it's not bad. No, technically, but, uh, it's not. I, I don't care. Actually, Shama's more hell bent on that that rule than me. All right. How about you, Shama? Oh, I'm going next. Yeah. Please choose another variation of Shia. No, I'm not. <laughs> There's somebody I want to be at my wedding, and it doesn't really fit the whole being a part of the wedding. He could just be there, and I would be happy. I want the dude to come <laughs> because okay, I need someone. He's got to wear flip flops for one. If he wears shoes, no, no, I'm no, kicking him out. No, that's what I'm saying. Like these characters are just wearing like they get to get the outfit, but they were like, no, oh, fuck, I'm not wearing. I want that. him to wear a tux with flip flops. <laughs> and I just don't think anybody else in my wedding would order a white Russian because I'm gonna have a full bar, full open bar. And the fact that uh, really, I just don't think anybody oh, really would. Nice I would. I mean, that's really nice. Some people are kind of cheap, and then we skip out on the fucking full bar. No. Or the uh, open bar. Oh, no. It's all I've got in life is alcohol. But uh, I think um, I, I think him 
standing around with his hands in his pocket moving through crowds of people would be a sight to see. I don't know what he would do or what he would say, but, you know, the dude abides, right? I I, I don't... It's just having him there seems like a positive force. You know what I'm saying? No, I like that a lot. I think I need that. Like, I'm a stressed out kind of guy, and I think he would balance me out. You know, some people say your your wife should be the one that balances you out, but I picked the dude from Big Lebowski. <laughs> nice. Just imagine him in the corner, white Russian. I like that choice just because it's like it just it's like it's like flavor, like it's just there. It's Sungla- it's, it's, sunglasses on. It's like he doesn't really bring anything, <laughs> yeah. but he's just there as like just kind of like awesome. Everybody can be like, well, you see that Who fucking fuck? dude over there wearing sunglasses at night. <laughs> <laughs> Like All right, Harvey. Dude. What do you? What are you? What are your thoughts? Um. Okay. This might be a unorthodox pick. Controversial. Maybe. I don't know. I I would pick Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just not fair. No. No. Honestly, he's a character. He's, he's a fucking. He's, he's a, a character. character. He's a character <laughs> he should have been banned. Not shy. Yeah. I think. Um, What's his name in the movie? In the movie. At the room. In the room, his name's Tommy Wiseau. No, no. in the actual room, his name is uh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Dan- oh, in the room. Oh, uh, yeah, I meant the disaster Johnny. artist. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I'm not talking about Johnny. I'm talking about Tommy Wiseau. Johnny's really famous, and what, what is he? He's so like wait, he's now really rich. You're going to actors? Well, Tommy Wiseau in the disaster artist. He's a character too. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want James Franco or what? Well, no, I wanted to be the real Tommy Wiseau. Okay. Tommy Wiseau is a character when you think about it. He's that's not a real person. Yeah, of but course. I just think honestly, I think maybe this is like a like a art piece that he's been doing for years. It could be, it could be performance art. But either way, it would be like a spectacle, and I can't imagine how yeah, he would dress. He probably, prob- yeah, he probably wear like a weird tuxedo with like a a weird uh, those weird belts that he wears with like studs and shit on it, like up <laughs> below his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with like a vest nice. or something. Um, yeah, I think that would just be the most hilarious thing ever. He's just uh, there. I don't want him to give a speech at my wedding. That'd be I'll great. D- uh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, you guys want to do more picks or you want to? Uh, I got, more. I got yeah, two wait. more. You got two more? Because my wedding's going to be tense and there might be shady things going on, there's two other people that might what? balance things out. Um, One is a detective. Who could do a really good Michael Jackson number? Detective James Carter from Rush Hour. Oh. <laughs> and also because we might need pr- protection, Jason Bourne. Um, he's a really good fighter, and he would blend in pretty well. Wait, these are your your next two. Yeah. Jason Bourne is just like a regular dude. He yeah, would just be the reg- he's gonna be sitting there, but he's ready to <laughs> go. I feel like where- he's on edge. He's sitting in the corner, like paranoid. He, as fuck. He'll know where all the exits are, how long it would take him to, you know, run if he needed to run or catch me if I fell. Man, what a great movie! What did your heels break? <laughs> <laughs> he fucking runs over, while, does a die like sliding power slide. Detective like- James Carter is dancing on the dance floor, trying to mack on all my ladies. All right, you um, stole my pick. So really, that's so, a great pick. Yeah, I got a, I got a backup though. All right, you go. I want to hear this. I mean, you guys can go first. I just talked. I think my mine is just synonymous. I, I enjoy because it's either like I was thinking like who would I want as my best man, and I was thinking like either Jake because I wanted someone wild, or I wanted someone there who would like kind of like comfort me. And I and the thing is like I couldn't pick one character because he's just always the same person in every role. Not really. And it was uh it was Keanu Reeves. <clears throat> 
Oh, he's like literally because like his voice, he's just consistently the same person, give or take. Like he John might, Wick. Like <laughs> when I imagine you John Wick at your wedding. When like, I imagine Keanu Reeves at your wedding, I feel like he's killing it with the ladies, but he's not engaging. But he's not engaging. Yes, he's just there, he's and the women. Modest. Yeah, he's just like he's just like oh hey, and he's just like he's, like, oh, he's hey. dr- like girls are trying to give him drinks, loosen him up, and he's just like uh, he says shit like oh I'm not drinking right now. Like, like, like what the fuck? Who says that? Or, or if like a girl's like he's had wanna, a hard life. You right? want to, you want to dance, and, and she's like, um, you know, it's it's really maybe maybe uh, later. Yeah, like he doesn't want to touch women. Who are we painting, Keanu Reeves? He probably, he's like a gentleman. Probably I, go wild at a wedding. Right? I feel like I feel like he's a gentleman. He gives that impression. Yeah, he's like if he's dancing, if he does dance with a girl, he's going uh, to be very appropriate. Uh, like <laughs> he's not, he has like the right the right like space between them, like yeah. dance, slow dancing. Uh, and, and then and when they're when they're done, he just walks away. Yeah, like it's just, and she's <laughs> like, "Where are you going?" You're like, <laughs> like "What? The, what wanna, experience did I just have?" I, with I just you? had four cranberry vodkas. I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's his magic, man. He's just like he's just overall just a nice guy. But uh, so that's what that's that was the balance I was trying to strike. I want someone wild, and then I want like the guy who's just like when I'm freaking out, and I'm like, I need to leave. I need to get the fuck out of here. He's just like, hey, hey, hey. Relax, man. I'm like, oh, thanks. Jesus. Uh, I mean, my my relaxation was the dude. But. Yeah. But then I also want like a wild card, someone like randomly wa- walking around and everyone says the same fucking question. Who the fuck is that guy? And this is a deep cut. It's a, such a deep cut. I'm pretty sure no one's going to remember this character, but Richard from the Inbetweeners movie. Yes. Uh, wait. It's the dude that just shows up. And shows up. Can, just I, like, can, can I get a dollar? And he's just good? constantly asking everyone for money, and he's like tweaking out. And just oh, like, Richard, right? Yeah, and everyone's just like, "Do you fucking know him? Do, who knows him?" I'm like, "Is like," and I'm and I will continue saying, "Like, I'm surprised you didn't pick Jay." No, because that's how you ruin things. Yeah, I, like I already I have two fucking the other one over here. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah so those that, that's that's my trifecta. I want like a wild card in the audience. Like he's just like just feeling the room out. You know, he's just creeping people out. And I have my 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 pillars, mm-hmm. Keanu mm-hmm. and uh, Shia. All right. Yeah. I just have one other pick. So here's the deal, right? You're getting married. Your uh your whoring days are over, right? Oh. You you don't get to play the field that's anymore. Like, that's a weird assumption. You're just assuming everyone's a whore when they're single. I'm just saying you don't have the opportunity to do it anymore because you're faithful and you you made your your vows, right? Yeah, in front of God, in front of Jesus Christo himself, <laughs> and uh, and at the wedding, I'm assuming there's going to be tons of single hot girls. I don't know if they'd be at my wedding, but I'm, for this situation, let's assume they are because <laughs> I don't know any. Neither does Tappy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them. But uh, let's assume they're all out there. They go. They go to weddings, you know, a lot because all their friends are getting married. But you know, they haven't yet. Um, and you know, weddings are a good place to hook up. You know, you're in the. You're Where are you the, going with this? Tom? You're in the theme of love, right? Where's he going with this, guys? And all those women there need, like, love. I I I want my friends to just engage with all these women but i know you guys won't because you're a bunch of pussies mm-hmm. so so okay continue you guys ain't gonna do shit are right? you gonna be standing around fucking wallflowers hands i'm not a wallflower one hand on your budweiser if one anything hand in your if pocket. anyone knows anything about harvey he is 
I'm not a wallflower. I'm a carnivorous plant. I'm not a wallflower. I get mine. He gets his. Quote. So here's my next pick. Somebody's got to do the, the dirty work. I want to see it happen. I'd hate to see all these single ladies go to waste. Um, Ryan Gosling and Crazy I knew Stupid he was, Love. I knew he was say Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Why do you have to pick Ryan Gosling for everything? Crazy Stupid Love, Ryan Gosling. His name's Jacob. Why does another white, attractive man get all the women? And we don't. Yeah. Yeah. They're there. You just won't take them. So Ryan Gosling is going to sweep all up. Ultron is one man. Well, I guess I guess you're going to have to compete with Ryan Gosling. Like Ultron. Ultron. Fucking Voltron. What would his name be? Fucking Voltron. Just like, what are, just wait, what would you be? Would you be the legs? No, we still, could, <laughs> we, we, we still call ourselves Ultron. I'd be the mustache. <laughs> what? So. I'll Ryan, be the guns. You guys have to compete with with uh, Ryan Gosling. He probably hops from wedding to wedding, like just snatching girls. God, up this is like, so stupid. So in we true, should, we should have picked uh, a female? Vince Vaughn. Wedding, wedding crashes. Crash. I thought it's like the that. perfect pick, but no one chose it. Jump up and shot, man. No, I actually prefer Ryan Gosling's character. I think he uh, he goes about it more tastefully, more more modestly. Because we all know your wedding's gonna be super tasteful. Uh. We'll see. Um, so, I think, uh, yeah, I think you guys have to compete with, with Jacob. That's Crazy fucked up, man. Love. I'm right. providing entertainment for you guys. He's going to, like, pull, pull out some scheme where he, like, oh, I spilled wine on my, my shirt. He takes it off real quick. Wow. And, uh, you know, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <I> picturing... <laughs> I'm picturing this Voltron that runs up, and we're just like, oh, I got wine on my shirt, too. <laughs> It's it's Sean on your shoulders. <laughs> I just <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be one the of dumbest, the dumbest thing. Yeah, we have, this is the, and the funniest part is, is that it's probably a hidden like twenty minute mark, and we're still talking about this shit. <laughs> we're doing okay. Yeah, I um, I'm just surprised that we topped our first date uh, topic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got um. All right. Uh, here's I got two more. I guess um, two more. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we all did three, right? Everybody I did, did three. Two. Uh, well, I'll just... I was going to do Danny McBride and Foot Fist Away for the entertainment, <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, he's, my... like, he's just giving fucking just tutorials, just like helping people. He's just like, he's like, that's how you defend yourself. I was yourself. Myrtle Beach drunk at that <laughs> wedding. Myrtle Beach drunk. <laughs> um, yeah, my last two come as a pair, so that's why. Mm. It's uh, Detective Mike, Mike Lowry and Detective Marcus Bennett, the only cops that would be invited to my wedding. So... Um, yeah, I would have the bad boys come. Yeah. For sure. That would be hilarious. And um I think they could, could I feel also, like if they come, they're gonna like they're gonna ruin your wedding by nah, like arresting someone. I mean if they if they but arrest the, somebody they deserve to be arrested. <laughs> yeah. So that's those are my picks. Sean's showing us selfies for some reason. I could just imagine like uh Martin Lawrence getting into some antics and, and that's what yeah, I'm picturing. He probably, he probably That's be high on the ecstasy or something. Yeah, like so, something happens, innocent, you know. Ecstasy. And it turns out some crime lord actually ended up attending your wedding that you don't even know. Yeah. 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 And that's the reason, that's the reason they're there. Peter yeah. Carlyle. Oh, there we go. Yeah. You and, Just wait. You, you and, and Sean having dual weddings? No, they're getting <laughs> married. They're gay. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, what? <laughs> You're going to have a fucking a horror-themed Gay interracial wedding. Yep. It'll be beautiful. It'll be beautiful. I'm going to cry. Most sound likely. Beautiful. And Ryan Gosling will be there too. Snatching oh. them all up. Guys and girls. 
Yeah, that's true. Right. I think that just about does it for us. So you guys want to go ahead and play the game and wrap yeah, this got, thing up? Yeah, we got some game to play. All right, this is the rolling of the die. Um, <laughs> Such a tough name. I believe the last person to lose was Steve last weekend, die. so he is excluded from this uh, from this match. That means um, get, get your your ammo ready, Steve. Yeah, the roller of the lowest number between us will be assigned a movie by Steve, and I guess I'll go first. And I got a five. Five smack dad in the middle. Yeah, that's so six would be. That's a little bit concerning, if I'm honest. Oh, Ooh, a okay. ten. Sure, Feeling 10. good. Feeling good. Um, Damn it, Sean. You wanna wanna roll that bad boy for us? Yep. Yeah. Get below five, please. Snake eyes. Well, a one. Sean got a one, so Sean lost. Wow, this fucking sucks because Sean's seen every movie. I have to fuck yeah, something. Think, pick something good. I never seen Foxcatcher. Bitch, you're not gonna get Foxcatcher. I'm just gonna ban that movie. Yeah, that movie's banned. It's just, it can't be seen by any of us. That's I mean, I've seen it, but he's just not going to oh, That would make sense because you've seen it. So I mentioned this movie year Is ago. Is it accessible? Do we have to pay for it? Damn, dude, it's coming First in. of all, I've, I've paid for, I've paid so for many multiple movies. movies. Fine. Uh, but it's one you said you saw a trailer and you were really interested in it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you haven't seen it within this year. Doubt it. Uh, have you seen Beyond the Black Rainbow? No. Do you I, want st- to I, I started it, though, after you, st- you gave your course. review on it. Sean started really? it every yeah. Fuck, man. And then I fell asleep. But I know I want to watch it. How, how far were you? Like, I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon for free. All right. Well, definitely check out Beyond the Black Rainbow. Okay. I was pretty I was pretty lukewarm on it, but you said you were really interested, so maybe forcing you to yeah, watch it. And this. I'm pretty sure I walked in towards the end when you guys were watching at that party. Really? Yeah, remember I, I was I was in the room well, when I you feel guys like were it, like finishing it. I feel like it ruins it a little bit. No, now. I don't remember anything. I no. was I was like kind of kind of drunk. This is all terrible. This is all terrible. Sean no, watches no, no, too I, much I want I want to see this movie though. I want to see it. Yeah, I remember you mentioned you wanted to see it after watching yeah. the trailer, so maybe I, this is a treat for you just to see if you like it or not. Okay. I was lukewarm on it. Okay. I think the visuals alone were very beautifully no, shot. No, this movie is actually it's it's picked up some traction actually in the last uh, year or so. I need to rewatch it because when I was watching, it, I was pretty. Uh, yeah, wasn't it? I've seen some people post uh, some stuff on it on Instagram. Check it out then. Okay, well, that's great. I think. What's uh, <laughs> with that condescending? Yeah, like, was, well, no. It, I mean, it took a while for for Steve to find one, but I'm glad that he got there. So I mean, it's not condescending. It was just. He said, that was, "That's great." That was genuine. Oh, I don't think that was. I don't think that was genuine. I have trouble. You said, "Motherfucker," hey, in just, your head. Yeah. All right, we got we got four people here. Who uh, all agreed that Harvey's uh, we're not that's gonna get great that. was condescending? We're going to go ahead and uh, I guess this concludes this episode of Do the Right Film. Um, if you like what you hear, what please uh, leave us a review on iTunes or yeah, whatever uh, yeah. podcasting application you use to listen to us. Um, we're also available on social media. Um, Do the Right Film. We're at Instagram, Do the Right Film. At what is it? Underscore podcast? Yeah, do the right film. <laughs> underscore podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, we also have a website, do the right film.com. You can listen to all the episodes there and you can um, talk to us too if you want to. You can tell us some movies that you want us to watch. Text message or, us. Our personal phone numbers are on. Yeah. Um, you can request some photos too. Shomo is. Um, I got a really, really steamy photo of Sean today. So that's going to be posted up on Instagram shortly. <laughs> you can also check us out at Fired Eyed Boy at Instagram. <laughs> We're not plugging our personal. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah that's no, that, we're all on there. That's not associated. With <laughs> I have photos of you guys so, on there. Yeah, we also uh, for YouTube, we'll, we'll have some videos coming at you. Me, me and Tom month. were talking about doing a new video. I know Harvey's working on one. I'm working yeah, on I a, think, a quick solo one. I think then. Sean should be in the next. Uh, 
Well, we need to figure out where he where he fits yeah. and what we. We also got to figure out what I'm going to wear. Yeah, that's a lot of products. I think, like, I, think like, I know what you're going to wear. What am I going to wear? You're going to wear Hawaiian a floral shirt. shirt. The floral one. Floral, yeah. I don't own Hawaiian shirts, but okay. <laughs> They're Hawaiian. There's flowers. In Hawaiian. Hawaii, so. Hawaiian. What right. are they called? Hawaiians Tommy? have like mockingbirds on them. Like fuck, really? Yeah, like <laughs> birds and shit and trees, um, palm trees. Hummingbirds. <laughs> hummingbirds and like hibiscus plants. Tommy yeah. Bahama shirts. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. I yeah. hope you guys enjoyed your Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Tacos? Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some. Nah, tacos. every fucking hipster in Brooklyn is going to be getting tacos. Let's let's. No, that is true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Avoid Taco tacos. Bell. Then fuck it. Yeah, let's do Taco Nobody's Bell. going there. Let's no do. one's there. Yeah. No one they're has like, that much. Wait, 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 we walk in. They're like, before, thank God. Before we end this, I saw you posted a status on Taco Bell on Facebook. I did. And you're talking shit. I'm not talking shit. I think that's ballsy. And you used to love Taco Bell. I did not talk shit. What did you say? Oh, it sounded like shit. No, I was like Taco Bell. I was some along the lines of Taco Bell has the audacity to make a uh, Illuminati spoof commercials that are like on TV. They're making fun yeah, of the Illuminati. Well, they play uh, bumpers for trailers now and shit in theaters. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's incredible to me that the Illuminati must be like, yo, Taco Bell's dissing us right now. <laughs> yeah. We rule the world. They're fucking dissing us. Why are we acting like the Illuminati's uh, real? Guys? But the point it's, is, we're it, trying to make is that funny. you used to love Taco Bell. Um, and I still have a sweet spot for it. All right. Well, that's it for us. All right. We need a catchphrase. Send Shomo some Taco Bell. Yeah. To the loop. <laughs> I have used an other bus before. I'm pretty sure.